Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, let's get it going. Drop the subject Tuesday, August 13th. There you go. There's some information for you. Is Jared Hill with me? Oh, yes, he is. I Welcome am here. back, sir. I've arrived, and I think my voice will be here the whole show. Good, good. Well, it's good that you were in vocal rest yesterday, even though you did call into the show. And I questioned how lost your voice really was. But we will get into that for just the Tip Tuesday, (laughs) because we will be talking about when you can spot somebody faking an illness. If you listen to this, I went back and listened to it. Like, my voice started to cut out toward the end of the call. And then I was like, eh, here we go. It's going (laughs) to, this isn't going to be good. Well, I come bearing gifts. I want to hear all about your trip to Florida. But I did want to bring you one of the many items that you won. A couple of weeks ago, we did do a... um, a game. Ch- what was it called? El Chapo? It was Prison Commissary or, or or Company Kitchen. Yes. So we revealed, this is when El Chapo had been sentenced to prison for a very, very long time. And he said that it's going to be horrible and that his prison conditions are, are not favorable. To it's clear, torturous. We, we did it in commemoration. Yes, of, of in celebration of him going exactly, to prison. Yeah. And uh, you won several items because if you had That's guessed right. correctly, you won that item from the kitchen, the company kitchen. Right. And if you got an item wrong, you would have to send it to El Chapo. I just looked and saw that there is no update as to where he is being sent, but I've asked Justin to look into this to make sure. The only thing that I could see that he has recently said is that he called the site of Jeffrey Epstein's apparent suicide torture. Ex- so he, he called the site of Jeffrey Epstein's apparent suicide torture. Not really sure what the, I guess. I guess he's just saying that every prison, uh, every prison in America is torturous and horrible. Okay. Uh, but anyway, all that aside, I have upon your return gotten you one of the items on your Wait, for the record, company kitchen so, list. So, so again, peek behind the curtain. We ran upstairs before we came on the air to grab snacks and we were together this whole time and Allie's like, don't look. Don't yeah. look. And so she's been hiding this in her jacket for in the last In my jean jacket, minutes. yes. So here you go. This is one of the items you won. Your frozen grilled cheese sandwich oh. courtesy of the company kitchen. Ooh, it's from Pierre. <laughs> I mean, then it's authentic. It's probably it all the way from be. France, exactly, or at least from the depths of Iowa. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know where Cincinnati, you are. Ohio. Oh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Is that where it's from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Pierre well, is from Cincinnati. It came. <laughs> you know, I'm from I'm from Cincinnati, and I have a dream. There My name's Pierre. Um, I have already gotten you the Fuego Takis, and there are still a couple of items that okay. are not in stock, including the Dreamy's cream-filled cakes, which is the Twinkies knockoff, and the squeeze cheese, the 14-ounce bottle. I still have not found. So, okay, the Takis. I'd actually never had Fuego Takis before, and they literally sat on my coffee on my dining table for like a week because I couldn't eat them when you gave them to me. And then I ate them and like coughed through the whole because they are so <laughs> really, hot. They are really hot. I did not think they were going to be that hot and I was like trying to like, you know, endure it and I was like, they're the flavor is good, yeah. but that heat is fuego. There's a lot of there's a lot of powder in there. Oh my god! I, yeah, <laughs> it's like it was bad. Well, it's like eating flaming hot Cheetos for the first time. You yeah. don't really know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, and I'm glad that you eventually enjoyed those, and that now because you said before we went on the air that you were not adhering to your diet while you were in Florida. So I said, oh great, now I can run upstairs and get yeah. you your frozen grilled cheese sandwich. So that's for later, buddy. I will tell you, um, just from the perspective of being in Florida, we stayed at this great hotel, the JW. It's in Aventura, which is like North Miami. And uh, they they kept warning us, like, 
everything that the that the hotel is pretty pricey, but the there's a huge mall across the street. Apparently, the Aventura Mall is the second largest mall in the whole country. Oh, um, right, like after Mall of America. I was like, who knew? And like, there's a ton of restaurants, and they were, they were like, they just kept saying to us like, make sure you go explore the mall. Mm, there's a yeah. there's a lot of restaurants, and I went into the, the restaurant. I was like, how expensive could this stupid food be? There was a $19 grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, wow. And I was see, like, I'm like, give me your hotel price. Really? Exactly. Really? Like, I, I lived in San Francisco. Let's see exactly what your hotel prices are. $19 grilled <laughs> cheese. I was like, there is no grill and no cheese that I'm interested in for $19. Like, what are you putting on the sandwich? Even if that cheese comes all the way from Pierre. All the way from Pierre in Cincinnati. I don't care. I was just... I see what you did there. Uh-huh. I was, yeah, I was taken aback by that. But uh, the trip to Miami was great. I, I was with the National Association of Black Journalists. We have our annual convention and career fair every year, and it's always in a different city. So Miami was this year. Last year it was Detroit. Next year it'll be in in uh, Washington D.C. Every election year we have it in D.C. And so uh, it was fun, but like we had forty one hundred people there. I spent the entire week like talking like this because there were so many people. No, yeah, so- definitely. No, it's so good to see you. It's been so long. Do you want to go get a drink? Oh my God, yeah, the bar is crazy. Yeah. So doing that for the have whole. Have you had that nineteen dollar grilled cheese sandwich? <laughs> Absolutely not. Me neither. Exactly. Did that all week. And then by Friday, my voice started to sound basically (laughs) like that. And I was like, oh, my God, I still have a whole other day to get through. And by the time I got back, I was like, am I really going to do four hours of radio? Like sounding like a Boy Scout. Yeah. And like, so I I spent a lot of time like not talking. And then I had a doctor's appointment yesterday morning. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to even be able to come do this. Oh, you you went to the doctor for this? I went to the, well, no, I mean, I had a scheduled doctor's appointment. So I went to that. And I was telling you before the show, I feel like I should probably go to like an ear, nose, and throat doctor because my voice does like weird things sometimes. (laughs) So it's just, it does. There are some times where it's just like, yeah. Right. It'll just kind of like, you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm like, I don't know what that's about. But I kind of love that. It's something, well, it's definitely a part of my charm. <laughs> um, but I, I think I've, I got to go to an ear. I'm sure we have a listener that's probably like, I know exactly what that is. So you can give us a call, 833-77-CALL-Q. Yeah. If you want to diagnose, see? Yeah. If you want to diagnose. diagnose. Exactly. Diagnose. <laughs> I love it. That Well, that was your your uh, Bobcat gold wave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm diagnose what's going on here. So. My, that's my favorite thing that you do. Uh, uh, that that's why, that's my favorite thing. I think you're Bobcat Goldthwait. Gold, Gold what is his last name? Goldthwait. 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 Bobcat. Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah, so nervous. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we've got so much coming up on the show today. We do. We do. We have just the Tip Tuesday, as I uh, as I said before. We also have. Uh, we have to talk about baby names because there are some that are going extinct. And you and I did a baby name draft of names that we think are going to be really popular in 2019. So if that any I'm of sure those, Justin lost somewhere. We have <laughs> yeah. no idea where that. Justin, that if you're is. listening, please go find. Find that. Track exactly. that down because we're going to have to go through that. And when adults act like children, what modern day scenarios and, and everyday circumstances make you act like a total child? So we'll get to all that and more. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Yep. <laughs> Drop the subject. Allie Johnson and Jared Hill. What you guys don't get on the air is like, you guys will, we will be in like the middle of a full conversation and they'll be like, five seconds. And we'll be like, and then I was thinking, yeah. welcome back to Drop yeah. the Subject. <laughs> like a whole conversation. And anyway, so then I said to her, I said, uh, drop the subject. How's it going, everybody? We have to get deep down and dirty into the salmon cannon conversation. My Lord. I know that a conversation about fish tubes is something we usually rever- uh, re- uh, keep- save for 
Gayest News Headline nominees. Well, well, you know, I don't really talk a whole lot about fish. Uh, (laughs) I do. It's part of my daily conversation. (laughs) Fish hour. It's usually around three o'clock. But the internet is collectively losing its mind over a video of a salmon cannon that is being built to zip fish over a hydroelectric dam. Yes. Which has been blocking their migration patterns. I love this story. It comes from CNN, and the the very first graph here is great. I'll read it to you. It says, give Twitter a fish and you feed it for a day. But teach Twitter about a cannon that shoots salmon through a tube, and you feed enough memes to make people forget about 30 to 40, 50 feral hogs. I don't even know what that means, but like... It's such a good open to a to an article. So it's true. So apparently, there's this dam that um, that has been blocking the the migrating patterns of these salmon, and so the salmon cannon um, basically kind of shoots them over the dam, <laughs> which is first of all wild, so fun, exactly right. Okay, it's like the the fish are going to a water park or something. Totally, I maybe probably invo- a lot cleaner. Uh, well, probably also involuntary. <laughs> like I don't know that they're signing up for. They this. don't even know that they're in line for a water ride. Exactly. Exactly. And so uh, what I loved also was uh, I get an email every day from CNN and the way that they they pitch the story, it says, behold, a salmon cannon that sucks up fish and shoots them over a dam. Physically, it doesn't hurt them. Mentally, these poor fish probably found religion. And I'm like, what does that even mean? (laughs) Well, I think that like, of course, when you hear about things like a salmon cannon, which the first thing I think of is these like poor, unassuming hikers that are just like, no, anyway, you know, oh, wow, a cockatoo. How fun. Oh, my God. A bunch of fish being shot through a cannon over a dam. But you have to think about fish in general. They, I, I have this argument with my wife all the time because I love to fish, even though I suck at it. And she's like, I feel so bad for the fish. And I'm like, fish are in a constant state of going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So the, whether they're being shot through a tube or biting onto a piece of bait that they don't know is a hook, that's their general life state is high, high, high anxiety. So the I was thinking tube, that about goldfish and stuff like that for sure. Yeah. They're like, what's going on? What's they're going just, on? Every second, they're like, what's going on? So the fact that they're being... When I read about a salmon cannon, I thought it was a big giant, I thought it was the size of an actual cannon. Right. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was too. thinking like Looney Tunes style, a pack of salmon were it being shot Ac- out of a cannon. It says Acme on the side of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then an anvil falls on somebody. But then I looked at the video and it's actually like one of the, you know how old timey when they would send messages throughout workplaces? Yeah. At Home Depot they still have that tube that goes all the way around. Yes, it's yeah, like yeah. that. So it's like one single salmon being shot and pushed through this long tube that's not even in the water. It's like being... So, yeah. So, for people to understand it. So, this dam is like... We're praying about the voice. Where this dam is like trees and branches and things like that that are kind of like over the water. And then this tube goes down into the water and like goes up over the trees and like it's pulling the salmon through it and then takes them to the other side so that they can get through it. This is quite a long process. And I know that salmon Salmon don't have an easy journey. They don't have an easy go of it. I mean, they're swimming upstream. They're they're trying to make it work. They're trying to make their migration patterns hang out. And then if that doesn't happen, then you know the the salmon population goes down. And then we don't all the all the pescatarians in the world get very sad because then the price of salmon goes up. So this is also this is not a new thing. Um, I remember hearing about this a few years ago. Um, but looking at the tweets, it's hilarious. One of them says, "Well, I guess it's a hot girl summer, but a fish tube fall," <laughs> uh, and it's like. I love the internet. 
Um, and then also, uh, John Oliver on, on Last Week Tonight actually did a whole piece on this a few years ago, and it was really interesting, so you can check that out. Um, when we come back, this Jeffrey Epstein story is getting out of control. Yeah, I know. I think when I first read it, I was like, oh, good riddance, but this sucks for the victims. And then now it's gotten so complicated. There's exactly. all these conspiracies. There's, yeah. so many, there's so many different angles to this story. So we're going to jump into what exactly is happening most recently with Jeffrey Epstein. That's up next on Drop the Subject with Jaren Alley on the new Channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. <laughs> All right. Drop the subject with Allie Johnson and Jarrett Hill. We better keep going before Jarrett loses his voice again. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How, How dare, dare you? you? How dare you? How dare you? Now... Jeffrey Epstein, of course, we all got the alert this weekend that he had committed suicide. And now, of course, a lot of questions have been raised as to how this happened. Of course, he was on suicide watch, but there was some kind of a lag where they're supposed to be checking on you every half hour or so. But it had been hours since anybody checked on him. Then it raised a bunch of questions as to how the Metropolitan Correctional Center was being run. Because now there's all this stuff coming out about 18-hour workdays and then temporary uh, temporary employees taking over for the real correctional office uh, the real correction officers and so at the time they're now saying that the, one of the two guards that was on duty was not even a regular employee at the prison yeah so this headline comes from uh, Huffington Post and it says one of Jeffrey Epstein's guards was a temporary correctional officer according to reports and so it, it kind of adds to the questions about like what happened here because this prison is one that is supposed to that is like renowned for um, being able to hold people in extremely high security and he had been taken off of suicide watch I notably have not like followed every detail in this story but like every high level detail about this story is kind of odd um, and and I remember, kind of like you were saying, like on Saturday, I saw the headline. I was like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, like you saw good riddance. Exactly. And then my brother was like, do not believe what you're hearing. Like, they killed that man. And I was like, I, who, but I who don't killed care. him then? Exactly. Well, so that's the weird thing. It's like, there's a guy, like this, uh, we've all seen like too many mafia movies. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. or too many like movies where like a high powered person sneaks someone in to do something. I've watched way too much scandal. Uh, and Orange is the New Black, there's all kinds of, I mean, almost every correctional officer in that show is crooked right. and bringing in drugs and doing th- and looking exactly. the other way when people are getting beat up so and things like that. So it's not hard for us to imagine that someone was like off that guy, you know what I mean? And the other thing about it is like there are so many people who have connection to Jeffrey Epstein that are high powered, you know, rich, powerful men. Um, and, you know, one of the interesting things with Jeffrey Epstein's case was the fact that uh, back in Florida, he'd gotten this, you know, non-prosecution agreement that basically kind of let him get away with all of the things that he was doing. But in that agreement, there was also language that did not it kind of basically uh, was non-prosecution for uh, unnamed co-conspirators, which basically meant that anybody that was connected to him wouldn't be prosecuted either. And it was like, why is that even a thing right. that's legal or but possible? But now they're saying the co-conspirator, co-conspirators will be held accountable. Potentially, They're like, right? you guys need to watch out because we are coming for you because they're they're continuing everything as normal. They're prosecuting, they're moving forward with the case like they normally would, so I believe. What, so what's interesting about it is... I think this case is only just beginning. 
I think we're going to be talking about this case for years. I think the Jeffrey Epstein case is going to be something that we will never forget. It will always be attached to this presidency and to this time because there are so many people who are connected into this that we don't even know about. And they're like, there's a treasure trove of documents about what's happened in this case. And like only one of them has just come out on Friday right before he, you know, allegedly killed himself. You could write a a book easily, a series series. of books. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think this Jeffrey Epstein case is only just beginning he might have just passed away or you know however he died but like we're going to be talking about the legal ramifications of how he got this non-prosecution agreement um what he was actually doing with this drug trap yeah who else was involved and how he was able to make an entire sex trafficking ring happen absolutely and like i i think this is something that will be a, a a netflix hbo series in a decade where we like learn like so much craziness about narrative it. and documentary Narr- narrative and a documentary and i'll watch both exactly and i'll I'll read the book, but I'll, I'll actually listen to it. I won't really You'll read do it. the audiobook, right? I'll do um, the audiobook because this this story, like you guys, I, I I cannot tell you. I'm I am convinced that this is going to explode in many different ways, and I think it's because it's been held down for so long. It's been kind of pushed back. There have been so many people uh, that you know people say they were connected to him, and that they you know they say they the maybe Cl- knew about stuff. Exactly, that was going exactly. On, right? The Prince Andrew and the Clintons and like all these different people, um, and so I think this. One is going to be huge. Well, the Clintons did it. Well, of course, you know, <laughs> Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I think she actually did this. Um, I think she had the murder arranged in that she, pizza parlor you know where she, she was doing the sex trafficking <laughs> with the kids underneath the basement. Got it. Yeah, and then she went into the prison and then she beat up a guard and then put on his costume. There's actually a, a meme that is uh, that it's. I wish I could. I wish I had it pulled up, but it was. It's a meme that says, uh, according to reports, you know, Jeffrey Epstein died. You know, according to correctional facilities, but like it's a meme. It's a photo of Hillary Clinton with like a mustache and aviators <laughs> yeah. on. And it's hilarious, and I thought that was so funny. When See, I saw yeah, it. the only sort, of, and I wouldn't even call this one a conspiracy, but the only theory that I could really ever buy is that because he had met with his lawyer that morning, yeah, and the only thing I could think is him saying, "I, I just want out. I don't want to be here anymore. I just want to kill myself." And then him being like, the the lawyer being like, "All right, why don't we coordinate with the guards?" For something to for them not to be watching you for a certain period of time. That's what you think happened. That's the only one that I can possibly believe right now. I I when he first went to prison, I <laughs> thought to myself, I'm, "We're going to tweet this out the meme is funny. on Instagram on our uh, Instagram and on our Twitter." For Hillary Clinton Twitter actually show. doesn't look weird with a mustache; like <laughs> it fits you so her. Much. You I know, remember, some people really can like pull off a, pull mustache. Off a mustache. She's one of them. <laughs> we're going to tweet that out in just a moment, but uh, yeah, I remember when he went to prison. I immediately thought, like, if I were him, I would be doing whatever I could to kill myself. I would because he's never going to see the light of day again. No, and he's just going to be I mean, held accountable and humiliated like he should. Now he'll be held accountable in hell. Yes. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Yep. <laughs> Drop the subject. Allie Johnson, Jarrett Hill, back from Florida, back from vocal rest. We're, we're in here having a, a lively conversation about Bernie Sanders and Bobcat Goldwaith <laughs> being stuck in an elevator. You know, these are just the improv scenarios that I hope to enact on stage one day in front of thousands. Uh, but I'll do it here in front of seven. No, I'm just saying, in front of the tens of twenties of people. <laughs> uh, it is also back to school season already. People are shopping for their school supplies, and it is hashtag. Fish tube fall, everyone. We're going to try and make that happen. It was a hot 
girl summer and it is a fish tube fall according to Twitter. So get those fish tubes tied if you need to. Oh no. You do no. whatever you need to do to get ready. If we, if we tie the fish tubes, it ruins the whole thing. <laughs> They're just running into each exactly. other. Exactly. Oh no, this is going nowhere. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have a lot more to get to during the show today. Of course, later in the show, we will be doing just the tip Tuesday where we will discuss how you can tell if someone is faking an illness. I'm not just I doing this. I reject this story. I know you do, but this isn't just about you. Of course, yeah, you were sick yesterday. We're not really sure why. Oh, God. But Here we go. my wife claims to be sick all the time. And Every- isn't she a doctor? <laughs> no, Isn't but you know therapist? what? She's not a doctor, but a lot of people think she's a doctor. Oh, well, that's good. And I think now I'm kind of going to go with it. Just let it happen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Dr. we will. Katie. Do- doctor Katie. Doctor. Doctor, yeah. That just got you a little Dr. excited, Dr. KT, I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. She you could made it with her little stethoscope. You made it into a Katie Lang kind of thing. <laughs> Dr. KT. All right. Let's get, let's get into News It or Lose It before it's too late. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. Jarrett, do you have your bell? I do not have my bell. All right. Well, I'll, I'll use one. the little weak one that we have here. Oh, here, here, here. Here's the good one. Oh, here's the good one. All here, right. Take the good one. There's nothing, there, It's not News It or Lose It without the bell now. It's not. I'll give you five stories. Jarrett, you decide. News it or lose it. Story number one. Fans of Old Town Road being told to stop stealing this street sign. Oh, my God. I actually had this in my news it for you. No! News it! News it. (laughs) All right. Headline number two. Alex Rodriguez breaks the number one rule of San Francisco, and he pays the price. Oh. What's the number one rule of San Francisco? Uh, News it. Okay. Headline number three. Bizarre prank confuses neighborhood. (laughs) <laughs> no more information? I was going to say, yeah, uh, don't don't give me too much there. Uh, news it. Okay. Headline number four, a New York Times review. Angry Birds 2 is so stupid. Uh, lose it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you stop in the middle of a sentence there? No, that's oh, it. Okay. <laughs> it's so stupid. Okay, and then finally, did a New Jersey man get duped into buying $100,000 of fake sports memorabilia? Um... Lose it. <laughs> I, I you really won't even it, hand, You can't even handle a sports memorabilia. Well, there headline. was an O.J. Simpson joke there, and I was like, eh, I don't uh, need to do that. <laughs> okay, so for all of you at home keeping track, we will be newsing fans of Old Town Road being told to stop stealing this street sign. Alex Rodriguez breaks the number one rule of San Francisco and pays the price for it. What is the number one rule of San Francisco? And a bizarre prank confusing the neighborhood. We'll get to all that when we get back. At the top of the hour, this is Drop the Subject. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, lots of things going on in the world. Drop the subject with Allie Johnson and Jarrett Hill. I have given Jarrett five stories. He has decided to news three of them. Apparently, he doesn't want to hear about the New York Times review of Angry Birds 2. Well, you know, it was it's actually one of my very favorite movies. However, I'm just going to have to pass on okay, it. Okay, yeah, I know that's going to be tough. Uh, you can read about that in your own time. This is News It or Lose It. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. Any story having to do with Old Town Road is usually a positive one. The song itself is amazing. It's changing the world. It's curing autism. It is. It's doing a lot of work. 
It's the best thing ever. It's beaten Mariah Carey in the charts. Yeah, which you know? a lot of songs have tried and failed. I mean, One Sweet Day's been on top of the charts for a long time. We're, I, one I, Sweet I, I, Day? One Sweet Day was the number one song. on. Uh, it, it was. Uh, is it still? No. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, this is a real thing. You thought I was being sarcastic. Oh, yeah. One Sweet Day was the longest running number one hit on the Billboard Hot 100, and it surpassed, Old Town Road surpassed it like a week and a half ago, um, as is now the longest running oh, Billboard Hot 100 okay. song. I was like, Mariah wow, Carey. that's a really random reference no, there, yeah. Jared. Mariah Carey uh, tweeted out a meme of passing him a torch and congratulating him on, on becoming it. a new. Well, when I saw I saw Mariah Carey in concert in Vegas because I won the tickets free on Ellen. I think that's the gayest thing oh I've ever God, said. Oh my God, I won tickets to a Mariah Carey concert too. On Ellen? N- n- no. <laughs> I was literally walking down the street in Atlanta past the 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 arena where it was going to happen and like I won tickets on the sidewalk and went into the concert. Oh, okay. Well, I, I guess we were at different shows, yeah, yeah, yeah. but she definitely makes it clear during her performances that this song was number one in blah, blah, blah. This mm-hmm. song was a hit because of blah, blah, blah. She's very, uh, she mentioned many, many times that people, uh, times that people underestimated her. And then anyway, here's my other number one hit. So she makes it very, I, I don't recall exactly what she said about One Sweet Day. I don't think she performed that song, but the Vegas show was her performing her 18 biggest hits or whatever. Oh, it was like a number ones kind of show. Yes. So she was like, and my next number one single. Oh, because she has an album called Number Ones. It was like all of her her greatest hits or something like that. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so I guess we Old digress. Town Road, yes. I guess the real story here is that Old Town Road has beaten One Sweet Day. That's the real takeaway. No, the song is amazing, of course. Uh, cops in Wellesley, Massachusetts have dared to say something negative about Old Town Road stealing the hearts of millions because it's also inspiring people to steal any street sign named Old Town Road. They say that they, they can uh, recall at least three recent accounts of these local Old Town Road sign being taken. They have now taken precautions and not even replaced the sign. They said currently <laughs> the street sign posts are empty because, oh crap, I accidentally cl- clicked on something. They, I accidentally clicked on Wellesley and now I'm being told about Wellesley, Massachusetts nice. and its tourism. Well, okay. I know that people are, are taking these signs and like they're a cool, it's a cool thing to be able to like put up in your house or to be able to have, like if you're a big fan of the show, you probably put it on your wall somewhere. Mm. I could see that being a thing. Well, I mean, I have thought about it. You know, if I'm driving on the highway, there is a sign called Allison Drive. Oh. There's an exit. I, I forget what highway it's on. Yeah. But I always am like, I either say I want to take that sign or I want to have sex on that street. Oh, oh. Well, That's, why not do both? Well, I, I could. Well, you have sex I on the street have, and then steal the sign and you always remember the sex. Yeah. And yeah. then I can look in the bathroom and be like, ha-ha, Allison <laughs> Drive. Saka. There's a there's a hill street that I pass sometimes and I think to myself, <laughs> like, ah, I should probably take that. Well, if we ever find a Jarrett Street. Oh, my God. I have to go have sex on it and then steal the sign. <laughs> Sex on it. And having sex on, on the sign. Yeah, I was gonna, on, not on, on the, the street. Like, take it down on the street, <laughs> do it on the sign, and then take it home. That was never even a thought in my brain yeah. until about a minute and a half ago. I don't know. I guess I, I, I always think of stealing signs as a very college thing. Yeah. Like, when I think about college dorm rooms, I think of like them having orange cones, and I, I think about them having uh, just random signs that are like, caution. 
or well, slippery when wet I or had whatever. Friend, I had a friend that moved to LA and he'd bought this really cool um, New York subway street sign. Like he bought it online, but it was a cool nod, like as an interior designer, like it's kind of cool to be able to pull those kinds of things into people's places yeah. to make them feel like home. And like my, I had a client who, she was from Georgia and she moved to New York, but she had all of her old license plates from like the la- the three cars See, or something that's she cool. had. So we put them on the wall and it, it kind of makes it feel like, License you know. plates are always a fun decoration yeah, yeah. and definitely popular on Pinterest. Okay. What do you think the number one rule of San Francisco is, Jared? That's what I've been trying to figure out. I I don't even know where to begin with that. It's, A-Rod broke this rule. Give me a hint. It has to do with your car. Um. Oh, maybe about parking. Like maybe you turn the wheels. What Are you supposed to turn the wheels inside, into the curb? <laughs> up, or up and away. Up, up. What do you mean? If you're going uphill, you turn them away. From the from the curb, right? Okay, that's not the number one rule of San Francisco. Oh no, because <laughs> I'm thinking about all the hills that you have to park. Yeah, on no, yeah, no. That actually was the first ever parking ticket that I received in San Francisco was for not turning my wheels enough. I turned them; it just wasn't enough. One and only time my car's ever been towed was the first time I went to Pride in San Francisco, and I got back. I was like, "Oh my god, someone stole my car!" And then I was like paying more attention to the signs. I was like, mm. "Oh my god, the person who stole my car probably stole it with a tow yeah. truck." You need to be like Rain Man in order to decipher some of those signs. So They're really crazy. confusing. They're like, don't park between 4 and 4.30 on a Sunday afternoon. Except uh, for, right, 4, <laughs> 4 and 4.30 a.m. Yeah. on a Sunday afternoon. It's Except like, for when you have this many axles in your vehicle. You're it like, doesn't what? even work, yeah. So A-Rod broke the number one rule of San Francisco, I believe, which is never leave anything valuable in your damn vehicle. Oh, because yeah. everybody will break into your car. Especially, especially A-Rod's car. A-Rod's car and a really nice car, which he apparently left $500,000 worth of jewelry and electronics in it. No. It was a rental car and that crap got broken into immediately. Of course. And taken. So a thief, I bet these car <sighs> thieves were so happy because, I mean, when I lived in San Francisco, I quickly learned never to leave anything. Yeah. Like not even a cup. Like nothing. <laughs> no, even I almost left my car unlocked, just being like, take whatever you want. Right, just don't break my windows. I've had, yeah, I've had my windows broken and had nothing taken out of my car, just oh, just for so the funsies annoying. of breaking windows because they just smash yeah. and grab. So, the whoever broke into A-Rod's uh, rental car was probably ecstatic. The thief was able to steal $500,000 worth of belongings from A-Rod's rental car on Sunday. Uh, this was, oh, on Sunday. Sometime between 9 p.m. and 11 p.m., somebody broke into a car that in, in that location and stole a camera, a laptop, miscellaneous jewelry, and a bag. Uh, he was in the Bay Area for ESPN's broadcast of the San Francisco Giants' 96 win over the Philadelphia Phillies on Sunday. He had parked the car about three blocks away from Oracle Park. So there you go, everybody. If you're ever visiting San Francisco, even if you're in a rental car, even if you're a bicycle, don't leave anything valuable. I bet you that laptop and camera have some interesting things J-Lo on nudes? It. Oh my God. What? Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Drop the subject with Allie Johnson and Jared Hill. You guys are missing so much in the breaks. Mm-hmm. We're talking about our favorite Kristen Wiig impressions, um, Penelope, and Penelope uh, with the one upper, and the Penelope the one upper who's always got like something a little bit better than you. Yeah. And my favorite is Tiny Baby Hands. The tiny Baby Hands and the Target Lady. It's Target just lady. it's so much good Approved! YouTube. Exactly. Approved. Right. <laughs> what did she say? I'm on the clock and ready to rock. I'm on the clock and ready to rock. <laughs> but I feel like people like that are gone now. Yeah. You know, like yeah. they're now. All the customer service people and cashiers are like, hi. Unless you're at Trader Joe's. 
They're oh. like, hey, how's it going? What are those? Wasabi pot stickers? A- <laughs> How funny. <laughs> I've had those before. That and like if there's a Mexican food restaurant on the East Coast called Moe's and like every time you walk in, they're like, welcome to Moe's. And they're like all excited. And it's like, is this real? <laughs> but I, I mean, in grocery stores in general, I noticed when I moved back to California from New York, I got so annoyed that pe- people would even talk to the cashier. Oh, really? Because in New York, you're just like, you get your crap and you leave. Like, you are just get, trying to get out and get home. You know, you're just trying to get to where you're going. And here people are too chatty people for you. People are like, what's going on? Oh, yeah. You know what? Hold on. I have a dime here somewhere. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I'm used to it now. I got a quarter, but, just but when I first moved back, I was like, Lord. <laughs> All right. Let's get to our, la- our, our third and final news that are lose it story. The headline read, Bizarre Prank Confuses Neighborhood. And I think, like, I'm all about pranks. Cut that- to my tease, which was like, Allie's got <laughs> audio of a confused neighborhood in three minutes. I'd love if it was just a story about a confused neighborhood. There's no prank. We You're got- just walking around like, where's my address? As soon as as soon as soon the song yeah, started, we all started cracking up like, that's not exactly how I intended to say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there is a prank involved in this one, but I'm always fascinated when pranks don't go well. Uh, a failed prank. Sure, but this one just makes no sense. Like, it's happening, and no one can even make any sense of why, what the motive is here, or what the end game is. I've been working hard to not hear this clip that you're cutting, so I'm looking forward to it. Take a listen. No need to adjust that dial. You are, in fact, seeing a person with a TV set on their head, laying an older set on someone's front porch, and just walking off. He wants to be known as the TV Santa Claus. I I don't know. So this is now all the, conf- the they talked to several confused neighbors okay. throughout this news story. But apparently there is a man with a TV, like a a fake TV on his head. Oh, like a like he has like a mask on. That's a big TV. That's the shape of a TV. Okay. right? And he's putting old timey TV sets on people's porches, <sighs> like big tube TVs. That this he is, just happens to have. He has so many. Okay. The bizarre discovery happened Sunday morning in Henrico's Hampshire neighborhood. Outdated boxes were found at more than 50 homes. What? <laughs> so he has 50 TVs that he's been hoarding all for this prank that now finally has a payoff, but doesn't have a payoff because no one even understands what it means. That is wild. Like, like what, what kind of meta message are we receiving? I'm like, what are you, where are you keeping all these TVs? And like, what is it like when people come over to your house? Like, dude, what's with all the TVs? Oh, I've got a prank I'm doing in two years. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> in two years. You know what I mean? I'm only at 10 now, but exactly. once I reach 50, I'm going to start. Just wait, just wait. When I get 50, I'm going to go leave them on people's doorsteps. I That's thought my son brought it home, but apparently not. They had way too much time on their hands if they had all these TVs and spread them out all over, you know, all over the neighborhood. Henrico police are tuned in to the situation. Uh, tuned into the situation. Oh, yeah. There's been gotta, a few. You got to love a good journalist pun. I love it. They're dialed in, tuned in. <laughs> but think it's only a prank targeting no one in particular. <laughs> At most, this seems to be more of an inconvenience to the community. Officers and county workers spent Sunday morning picking up the old units and hauling them away. <laughs> so they. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, if, if I'm the prankster and I'm seeing this story, I'm like, oh, no, I was trying to yeah. say that we watch too much. You know what yeah. I mean? They just got to put out a manifesto. I'm trying to say that tube TV is better than digital, okay? <sighs> I just am trying to, I'm, it's a gift. <laughs> then he's like, did you even see the note on the bottom? Like, I wrote, oh my it's God. This video people, killed the radio. Oh, never mind. Like, people are so stupid. God. Did a great job coming up and collecting them all. The same thing. I love that the police have to have at least one win. They're like, we did a great job of collecting the TVs. 
like I also want to know like the, you call the police and they're like um, there's a bunch of TVs do they just go yeah. like to like a van or something it's like, like the first call you're like okay and then the 50th you're like alright all maybe right. we should go out and collect all these TVs Jeez, Thing happened in a different neighborhood last August so this has happened before if you didn't catch that oh my god get a life so I think it's just a prank some college students who are just bored summer and, and people are <laughs> now this neighbor's in a helicopter apparently <laughs> getting getting ready to go back to school maybe tv man was uh uh he was just ready to Can strike I, to, there? To put I i don't like that we're gendering this this could have been a tv young lady it could have been a tv lady you never know it's a it tv been, person i was gonna say it could have been a tv gender nonconformer. mix Exactly. Exactly. We don't know. Put a little humor into our lives. In the absence of knowing the brains inside the box. I don't know. That's what is, what is he trying to prove? These homeowners <laughs> left only to guess at what it all means. So there so, you go. So, am I to be clear? They know that this person is walking around with the TV on their head because they caught it like on a camera or something. Yeah, this is all like doorbell cams. I was gonna say most the, people have those cameras. A lot of people have those cameras. And now. he does. Uh, she, they do they. move. <laughs> really slowly like they're not in any kind of hurry they're just kind of wandering very slowly up to the porch carrying setting a tv it, carrying a tv setting it down slowly walking away like crazy like scare it looks scary yeah. you know like that movie strangers where they're wearing those crazy masks no but i'll say i do okay but it's but it's completely harmless and meaningless and confusing that's so weird i'm guessing this is one of your people and probably not one of mine one of my people. One of your people. What? Um, you mean lesbian a, or white? I don't think this is a black guy. <laughs> I, I'm just guessing. No, 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 no. I think they have better things to do. <laughs> when we come back. <laughs> white it's people have too much time on their hands. Way too much. When we come back, it's Just a Tip Tuesday. How to spot if a person is faking an illness. Screw you, Allie Johnson. <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Benign eye floaters. Carbon monoxide poisoning. TIA, which is the equivalent of a small stroke. These are all things that my wife has thought she had. I was thinking, like, how many different ointments and pills are we discussing right now? No, yeah. This is why, I mean, of course, I mentioned you were out yesterday and you said it was because you had lost your voice, but I had questions Lord. on whether or not you were being truthful. We also spoke to you on the phone and you seemed fine. So... Let's get into mm -hmm. the signs for Just the Tip Tuesday, where we like to share tips, tricks, life hacks, advice. How can you tell if someone is pretending to have an illness? I feel like all of these are going to be like, the person is a black man. <laughs> he supposedly four, is coming back from a vacation in a or hot conference. Climate. Exactly right. All of them are going to be super specific. <laughs> no, this was not customized to you, I promise. Mm -hmm. And And like I mentioned, my wife has said and thought that she had all kinds of ailments. And I have met people personally who have faked terminal illness. So okay. this, this definitely happens. I mean, it's unfortunate, but people are cray. And you see, if, you know, there are websites like GoFundMe where you can actually give money to people who need it, who yeah. don't have money to cover medical bills. And then there are crazy people that pretend they have cancer for three years and Yikes. raise a bunch of money and live off of it. And then they're like, oh, wait a minute. You've never wow. actually talked to a doctor. Wait a minute. I've never actually seen anybody diagnose you with this. Oh, wait a minute. And then you dig deeper and realize that yeah. they were lying the whole time because they wanted attention or they're just crazy. So. If you think that somebody is is pretending to have an illness, step one, and this is all according to WikiHow, 
is to keep a fair attitude. You can remember that other people's experiences might be different from yours just because they think they have something and maybe they don't. That's it's not necessarily true. That's just you need to recognize that their experience of whatever they're feeling is different from whatever your experience is. And you can also recognize that an undiagnosed illness is still illness to them. So you give them the benefit of the doubt at the beginning of all this. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like I remember being a kid and I used to get really bad migraines, like the to light, with, with uh, light sensitivity, and my parents did not believe me. They thought I was being a hypochondriac. Yeah. Was, but like I think it was around the time of their divorce actually as I as I look back on it, and my parents didn't believe me and they would keep telling me like, "Oh, you're faking it, you're faking it." And like it would get bad enough to where I would be like nauseous, but they didn't think they thought I was making it up. And like now to this day, like if I have a headache or a migraine, like I haven't had migraines in a long time. But if I have a headache, it it's immediately like I've got to do something about it. Wow. So, yeah, yeah Katie has thought she had ocular migraines. Mm. But she was like, I've had a, a bad headache on the left side of my head all day. I must be having an ocular migraine. And I'm like, I don't know if that's is that something that you have? I'm mm-hmm. not really sure. But then I ask her to go to the doctor. She never wants to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. So that and that's a warning sign that we will get into a little later. Uh, but in step one, it's still giving them the benefit of the doubt, as I said. Get rid of any judgments or stereotypes that you might hold. People with various illnesses can be diverse. Someone doesn't have to fit in the stereotype of an illness in order to have it. You can also evaluate whether you have any ulterior motives. Why? Why do you want to accuse this person of faking an illness? Yes, is, Allie. Is it why? maybe possible that you are trying to harm their reputation? <laughs> Yes, Allie, why? (laughs) Be honest with yourself, it says. Make sure that you are looking into this for the right reasons and not the wrong ones. Are Mm. you jealous of the attention that they're getting? Are you jealous of me being horizontal yesterday? Maybe a <laughs> well, little yes. bit. Well, yes. The answer is bit. yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh, recognize that it can be serious to accuse someone of faking an illness. Yeah, you know, that is very, very true. Because if you decide, okay, this person is faking that they have cancer or something horrible like that, like I mentioned, accusing them of that is very serious. Yeah. So you need to be really sure and go through these steps before you decide no. You are definitely faking it. I'm going to take the next step and accuse. What was a sitcom where the kid was pretending to be sick? And I think it was on Fresh Prince. And I want to say it was maybe Ashley was like faking Uh. being sick. And they were like, "Uh, your temperature is 150 degrees. (laughs) You would be dead. I think they I think if it was Ashley, I think she was like taking the thermometer and like putting it over the light bulb or something. And they're like, yeah, you'd be dead. That's an old school trick. And I don't think that's an effective one. (laughs) I don't think so. Because it can break the thermometer and then you're really screwed. And you can't do it with the new plastic ones. Okay, so once you've gone through that first step, the second one is to notice any signs that they might be faking. There are a few to look out for. One, spy on them and see if they are exuding any of these symptoms while they're alone. This this article took a, a different kind of turn here. So now... Like, be empathetic, be considerate, spy on yeah. their ass. Once you've gone through all of the empathy and <laughs> right. you're like, you know what, this person I really need to investigate, then you start getting shifty. You you go if you if you go into a room and they're alone and they don't know you're watching and all of a sudden they're fine like they said that they were nauseous but they're like doing cartwheels in the guest room then yeah maybe they're faking. <laughs> you can also consider whether they seem to be enjoying their symptoms and the care that they receive. While a sick person may appreciate other people's kindness, you know their goal should be to get better and stop relying on other people. 
So if you see them not doing that, then you're like, hmm, maybe you're actually enjoying this a little bit. Yeah, that's I think a, that that's fair. Katie definitely takes an extra day or two after she's been sick. Yeah, just because she gets she she enjoys the fact that I'm cooking all of her meals and making so. her. A, feel comfortable extra attention tucking her in extra tight yeah <laughs> uh, which i do anyway to be honest okay we're we, going to continue with just the tip tuesday yeah we've got more of just the tip tuesday and how you can figure out if someone is faking their sickness coming up hmm. more drop the subject just after this drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel q drop the subject the new channel q you know, I love Ginger Justin because he really raises such important life questions off the air. Wait, we were I, all sitting in silence. <laughs> Justin, Justin, during the last song, asks the important life question of, I wonder if Macklemore is anyone's favorite rapper. Just anyone's. If anyone has Macklemore as like their top. Like, and I was like, maybe the, the people... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, on the wall. like their his his photo is like their image on their iPhone. Like, like the tweeting home that Macklemore's doing another tour. Exactly. Like, oh my god, I can't wait. Freaking out. In Just line. Call in. Just call please, please give us a call. Eight three three seven seven call Q if Macklemore oh, is your number one most favorite rapper. And I wanna know what your backup three four rappers are. Oh my god. They're like it's Macklemore, Tupac, Limp Biscuit. Biggie, and Jay Z. <laughs> and Limp Biscuit, right. They're like, like the Beastie Boys. <laughs> The funny thing is, we and like we, MIA. Exactly. Oh, MIA is good, though. Um, we were all laughing in here because it's like, Macklemore actually has like a lot of good songs, but like the idea that he's your favorite that he, rapper. Of all of them, that he's the top choice. troubling. I think that those are the people who are like really into Nickelback, where they're like, Nickelback's <laughs> actually awesome. I don't understand what you guys are laughing about. Oh, man. I love that. I love so, it. Life's like, existential questions. Yes. All right. Just the Tip Tuesday is underway. We've been talking about how to tell if somebody is pretending to have an illness. I'm not saying we're making this about Jarrett, but we're making this about Jarrett. Expletive you, Allie Johnson. Step one was keeping a fair attitude about it, giving them the benefit of the doubt. Then, if you have realized that you've given enough benefit of the doubt and you're still suspicious, then you go into, you know, you go into spy mode. You you try and, and see if they're exuding these symptoms while they're alone and not in other people's company. And then... You start evaluating whether this person has ulterior motives. Uh, so, why, you know, if they are doing this, do they want? Are they doing it for attention? And if so, hold and on, hold so, on, I've lost my place. I was hold on, I'm say, an idiot. I'm like, oh, good radio. There's would so be much me information. Shut up. I good radio say, would be me, me starting, starting to, to talk, talk right. Hold on, here. hold on. There's so many things here because it's it's a really really long list. Okay, well, we've got two and a half more hours to be on the radio, Allie. Okay. Here's what you do next. If you see them in in the room by themselves, they are, like I said, doing cartwheels in the guest room. It doesn't seem like they're exuding any of the nausea or the sickness feeling that they have described to you. Then you can casually bring up the idea of seeing a doctor. Mm. See how they react to any medical treatment. If they someone who's feeling really bad is likely to accept over-the-counter medicine or, hey, let's make you a doctor's appointment. If they seem resistant to that, that is another red flag. Yeah, I was. that's funny. We were talking about before we came in here. I was like, I feel like I need to find an ear, nose, and throat doctor. We, so there you go. Yeah, that would be a sign in your favor yeah. then, yeah. because you went to the doctor yesterday, mm -hmm. and you're making another doctor's appointment. Yeah. So that would be a sign that you're not faking. I gotta find an ENT. Most people feel a little nervous in a doctor's office or a hospital. A person who is faking it, however, may especially may 
be especially rea- relaxed and happy to be there. Oh, interesting. Without without going on on a tangent here, do you feel comfortable and relaxed at the doctor's office? No. I feel so like comfortable saying any um, BS that I'm going through. I don't know what it is about being in a doctor's office, but I feel like I will tell them the most ridiculous things that are happening. See, Katie is like that, but maybe because she has a lot of nervous stuff built up because what she had last doctor's appointment she had was for something else. And she was like, and by the way, I wanted to know if you think I have carbon monoxide poisoning because I burned a letter in a bathtub the other day and I was in, like, because she does all this spiritual stuff, right? And mm-hmm. it was like some letter that she was trying to let go of something. And so she was burning the letter and she did so in the bathroom room with it with the door closed and a bunch of candles there and then she was afraid that she had carbon monoxide poisoning so she was telling this to the doctor Katie I'm in love with you doctor was very nice about it okay just a a few things here did you die I think you're okay Consider the causes. Sometimes people especially children can fake an illness to get out of school or work or to receive attention Look at all the attention you're getting from this, Jared. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing two whole segments about how I'd be a liar. (laughs) Look out for malingering. If they are adding a couple of, tacking a couple of days on with the illness, or if they come up with a new illness after the last one has been treated, that's another one. The person also might have illness anxiety disorder. Ooh, that would make them happy. You have an illness about pretending you have illnesses. Ooh, they're a real hypochondriac. Yep. That's a thing. Okay. And then conversion disorder is another one when excessive stress manifests itself as health problems. Problems. Well, there's all that. And then we have a conversation coming up next about how to about what are the things that make adults act like children? Yes, exactly. And sickness is definitely say, one of them. Kind of adjacent to that. That's coming up next on Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, <laughs> and we're back. What, what's in your mouth right now, Justin? What is that is a this? fruit roll-up? Is that a game we're playing? No. So. <laughs> All right. What's in Justin's mouth? In Call Justin's right mouth? now to find out. 83377 go again. Let's get Sarah on the phone. She's got to guess what's in her man's mouth. Um, trail mix? <laughs> I don't know. This is so hard. We're sitting here like thoroughly involved in a conversation and Justin's like chewing on a fruit roll-up. Oh, we're back. <laughs> uh, uh, also during that break, uh, before we get into our next chat, which is about what adult situations turn us into children. Uh, Katie has been texting me nonstop about the illnesses that she thought she had, and there are more of them. There was a new one this morning. She said at the gym... Her left knee started hurting, and her teacher said it could be her tibia or her fibula, but it was very sudden, and she absolutely did think for a moment that this was the first sign of bone cancer. So this is what I have to deal with. She also said, I have conversion disorder, which is psychosomatic, and stress turns into her going blind. I was. She also reminded me of the time several months ago when she had redness in her eyes and one red line across one eye, and I had just told her that she was tired. You like take and a nap. And she thought it was something. Yeah, I was like, this. See, these are the daily things that I'm like. These are just ailments that just pop up and go away. Like yeah. if my knee hurts for a while, I'm like, oh, my knee hurts right Let now. Let me go sit my ass down. Right. I'm like, well, that's weird. Like my foot has been hurting for like three days, and I'm like, I don't know what that's about, but I know it's going to go away. It's probably you know toenail cancer. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess it could yeah. be. But what am I going to do about it right now? I yikes! I feel like that would that must be draining. Yeah, yeah, After yeah. a while, to keep, uh, to keep trying to diagnose what's going on. Yeah, I didn't even get to the benign eye floaters. We have to move on. The benign eye floaters? That's a whole different one. Yep, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff out there, Jared. 
WebMD has ruined my relationship. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. And doctors hate it. <laughs> yeah, they do. I have a friend they who's have a, told... a, a gynecologist, and she's like, so I have two friends that are good friends that are doctors, and both of them are always like, uh, so what did you diagnose yourself with this time? I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's... WebMD is ruining the medical field in a lot of ways, and Yelp is ruining the restaurant industry in a lot of oh, ways. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because they're just dependent on reviews and crap that people are finding online. I, I hate leaving a negative review, but if it's really bad, I have to do it. But I also, I, I am also the person, though, if I have a server who does, like, a really great job, I'll call the manager over and tell them, like, oh, Allie was so great today. Like, she was really helpful, make great recommendations, and she's such a nice asset so, to your company. So, okay, I know we're supposed to get into the adult situations that are turning us into children, we but there was a, a instance, I, I went out to eat with Katie a f- couple of weeks ago when we were up in San Francisco, and the food was bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do I? But you could tell it was a new restaurant. It was an Italian restaurant. They're in down in in uh, South San Francisco, which is still kind of up and coming. Mm-hmm. More people are moving there, and you could tell they were really trying to seek for everybody's approval. The manager mm. came over and was like, "How is everything?" And the service was fine, but part of me wanted to be like, you know what? This like this isn't that great. I like would, my I've... steak is really chewy. The they had they had like a like some kind of a uh, I don't know if they were, they were risotto balls. Oh. They were like fried risotto balls. Sounds mm, delicious, sounds right? Really Cut into it and it was cold in the middle. Ugh. So, so that would be something that somebody would not would be like, yeah, everything's great. And then go on Yelp and be like, oh my God, risotto balls cold in the middle. Right. Never coming back. So By the way, I've, I never write reviews like this. I've been in that situation before. I, w- I don't remember what state I was in. I was maybe in like Ohio or Iowa or something. And I was d- working on a story and I was there with like my, my photog and we were just we we get like a per diem for dinner for food all day. So we we're like, well, we didn't really spend any of the money. Like, let's go somewhere. We went to the Flemings, the steakhouse. And I oh, ordered yeah. like a fifty dollar steak. Yeah. I'm like, I got the money. Nice. Let's do it. Do it. So I ordered the steak and it came with like asparagus or something. And the steak came and I ordered it I had ordered it medium and it came and it was well. And I wasn't like upset about it, but the manager came around and asked, like, oh, you know, is everything okay? And I was like, well, I did order the steak um, medium and it's well. They turned the restaurant upside down to make me happy. They were like, sir, we're so sorry. We apologize. Did they offer to make you a new steak? They made me a new steak. I had $150 worth of steak for free. You know what I mean? Like, they took the steak off. They were like, we're going to bring you another one. uh, But then I feel bad for doing that because I want to be like, you know what, this steak, because I I had also ordered a steak. That's why we even went out in the first place because I was like, I want to go out to dinner and have a steak. Yeah. And we were trying to find it. And I was like, this new place has actually a pretty affordable steak. It was not very good it was not very well seasoned and it was not cooked to the what i had ordered it see but if they came and asked me how it was i would i would feel more confident saying especially if like it's a new place i'd feel more confident saying like oh well you know this was a little this and what i, I mean it's fine but so if i you're shouldn't asking, have done what i did which was say nothing not yeah. write a review and then just talk crap about them on the air yeah i actually <laughs> i'm part of the problem I have, you're part of the problem i have a friend who works at a restaurant that had closed and they were reopening and they had us come test all this food out and like it was cool because they wanted feedback there i was like this was a little cold that was a little salty but this was amazing it was so good yeah so, so yeah, i feel it's like it's important for them to know that information Absolutely. because the sous chef or somebody cannot be heating something right and it could be a really easy fix exactly hmm. well some other information that's really good for you to know what are the things that make adults act like children yes we'll tease that again <laughs> and we may or may not get to it so there we'll do that next we're listening to drop the subject drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel q 
Drop the Subject, the new Channel Q. All right, for anybody following along on Drop the Subject with Allie and Jarrett, Ginger Justin raised the important question earlier in the show, has anybody ever said that Macklemore was their favorite rapper? And we have done some investigating, and apparently Ginger Justin, yes, they have. In a deep dive of investigative journalism, Justin, tell us about your findings about Macklemore being someone's favorite rapper. So if you uh, Dude, go on Twitter... I appreciate how I, I totally news anchored that. Your favorite rapper. Your favorite rapper. Unwrap it for us. You go on Twitter, you type in Macklemore's My Favorite Rapper, you get these gems. On a scale of Macklemore's My Favorite Rapper, and I'm not racist, but we are birthday for pet level white. <laughs> I, I don't even think I need to touch that. It's yeah, I, I definitely felt uh, guilty for not knowing my cat's birthday and or celebrating it. I don't even really know how old she is. So I'm going to say I'm actually proud. I'll chalk it up to I'm proud of that. Okay. Uh, is it wrong to say Macklemore's My Favorite Rapper, aside from Ed Sheeran? <laughs> I would say the definite answer to that question would be yes. I think if your second favorite rapper is a ginger, I think that makes you whiter than ever. As a well, ginger, I agree. Yeah. Well, <laughs> on top of the fact that your second favorite rapper is not a rapper at all. At all. <laughs> like, yeah. And uh, my favorite one, I know it's the summer of Old Town Road, but my favorite gay rapper is still Matt <laughs> I don't even know how to touch that. I love but it when hilarious. people just assume that someone is gay to the point where they're just like, "Yeah, yeah." I'm just gonna put this out there because it's true. I know it is something that I do appreciate about Mac Lamar. Watch him end up being on our show or something soon, and we'll have to answer for this. Um, but what I appreciate about Mac Lamar is he is a perfect example of the distinction between appropriation and appreciation. So like he is very clearly like appreciating something and like giving yes. nods to it and right. celebrating it as opposed to like acting like he created right. it. So he's You're always right. been good about that. That, that is an important distinction. Okay. I was thinking about this this weekend. Uh, I, I feel like in society, we, we have a fight or flight instinct, but there's also an adult or child instinct that we, <laughs> we, that we occasionally tap into. It's I, in the psychology journals. It is. It's in the DSM-5. <laughs> I... DSM five. I don't even know what that is, but I'm guessing that's some Katie language. Yeah, it, it is. There, there's this, this the uh, the like basically the Bible of diagnosable illnesses. Yeah, no, I totally. That's what I was talking about. Right. That's mm-hmm. what. Yeah, no, totally. I love how you were uh, flipping back your imaginary hair. Yeah, imaginary no, I, hair at I that. was totally thinking about DSM five <laughs> yesterday, um, and how I love their music. Thanks, Penelope. Yeah. So, <laughs> Justin I, caught that. I accidentally went to a two-hour spin class this past weekend. You uh, accidentally went to a two-hour yes. spin class? Are you high? I can't even get into how this happened. The point is, I was promised raffle prizes. I, were you promised a vomit bag? <laughs> two hours? After an hour and a half is when I really started to lose it. It was supposed to be a 90-minute class. They misfigured out. like They, they had four teachers back-to-back to, doing 25-minute. It was for an anniversary. I can't get into why this happened, but it was an accident <laughs> that it ended up being two hours. I was dying. I was dead by the end of it. They I were like, gonna... all right, everyone, empty that tank. I was like, it is empty. Did you Did you ever hit, like, because I always hear runners talk about runner's high. Did you ever get, like, a cycling high? Nope. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, Holy I didn't. God. But afterwards, because they said that they were going to reveal raffle, they were going to do raffle drawings every 25 minutes. 25 minutes went by, no raffle. 50 minutes went by. No raffle. 75 minutes. No raffle! Look at her doing the quick math. I, I was it. there for almost 120 minutes with no raffle. Then they decided to do the raffle after the class, after I was a sweaty, disgusting mess. Mm. But 
all of us adults, all of us were adults in the room, completely turned into children when raffle prizes were being given away. <laughs> they were like, all right, this is for a free t-shirt from the basket. Everyone was like, oh, oh my yeah. And then free. it was like, bike number 30. And we were like, oh, stupid. <laughs> all right, now this next one is for a t-shirt from the rack. Mm. We were like, ooh. And it's number 37. Yeah, so dumb. Right. And then the final prize was spin shoes, which is like sure but we I didn't win anything and then I mean we were very proud of ourselves for going to this class but then we were so like little kids sad when we didn't win anything for the raffle what's funny about that is like these are all things that you would never buy Yes. But because they were free, like you could not resist. Exactly. And I was talking to Shar about this a little bit yesterday. When there's free break room food, everyone turns into children as well. Because you and I are sitting here having an adult conversation. Someone could walk in right now and say, by the way, guys, there's free tacos. Allie, this happened. Remember? This was like a month and a half ago. We're just like, go, 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 get it. Cut the mics. Yeah. It's just, and then then you get all paranoid about lines. I think in line situation, people end up acting like children. I mean, whether that's a theme park, an airport, any like kind this, of an, a time where a line is involved or like something you want. At our um, at our company party thing, like weren't they giving away free stuff and people were freaking out about it? Like, well, there was a bingo game. Oh yes, where you had to mark off words. First of all, I loved the bingo game because it was all like buzzwords that you always hear at company yeah. parties. Like, um, oh crap, what were they? Synergy, Synergy and <laughs> and you umbrella. know, you know, one hundred percent and like committed and stuff yeah. like that. And so, like, as soon as people started marking it up, I, I was like the second person to get bingo. But like, people would call out bingo, and then there was like no prize. Yeah. And I was like, no bingo, bingo. Yeah, I know. And then bingo. they were like, anyway. So then they were continuing bingo! the presentation, and we were like, you told us to keep. I've been playing this stupid bingo game bingo! the whole time, or accusing each other and be like, no, he didn't get the bingo. No, I did get bingo. He didn't. No, he didn't. I got it because she never said commitment. <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, Allie and Jarrett hanging with you on Drop the Subject on We Are Channel Q, the new radio station giving everyone a voice. And we mean everyone, including... including Including Jarrett Hill, who <laughs> lost his yesterday, but has regained it now. And including Dave, our Trump-supporting listener, who is very dedicated to the show. And he's on the phone now. Dave, how the hell are you, buddy? You know, I'm excellent. And it's so nice that Jarrett found his voice. That is, like, the highlight. Thank it you seems so much, like he's Dave. passed it on to you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you about this straight pride event that did not get its permit in Modesto. Now we talked to one of the we talked to the gay son of one of the women who is was trying to get this thing going, and we got a message from you after we announced yesterday that the city council has declined to issue a permit for the straight pride parade. Now, are you upset about this? Would you have attended? So first, I would never have attended. I don't. I'm not necessarily a, a big supporter of of that. But I think the bigger question is: is why are we denying people the right to organize and have a parade? And you know, like Pride just went on for a fall month. And I guess the question is: is if people were saying, "Hey, you guys can't have Pride Parade," that would be a problem. And much like these folks. You know, they want to celebrate how they want to celebrate. 
I'm kind of wondering, you know, what politically is going on where we're going to say, hey, this group can go ahead and celebrate, but this group can't. And that's like where my concern comes in. So I actually... I, I understand your perspective on this about like w- there should be like a freedom, a space for people to be able to have um, a celebration of, of whatever of their are, identity no is. No matter who that is. However, right? the, prob- exactly. the problem with this for me is that the straight pride parade is not about celebrating being straight. It's about not being gay. And if you look on their website, the National Pride Coalition uh, dot org, National Straight Pride Coalition dot org, excuse me, um, the home page, it says save the next generation of babies. National Straight Pride Coalition normal, natural, healthy, sane. And then you go down and you read their about section and the very first paragraph there says, the purpose of the California Straight Pride Coalition is to defend the children noted above. This is inclusive of preventing the current and future generations of all races and colors from being destroyed by the inherent malevolence of the homosexual movement toward our founding principles below. Heterosexuality, God-ordained, natural nuclear family, and it goes on to all of these different things that it says that, um, you know, are are anti-gay, if you will. And so to me, having a, a parade that is really rooted in hate for another community is largely problematic. So you're right. I mean, OK, so first of all, I'm not I don't agree with anybody's hate, whether it's you know liberal hate or conservative hate. Again, remember, I'm like middle. So I'm not, you know, both sides scare me. <laughs> gotcha. So, but, but the whole, the, the thing is, is if these folks want to have a parade and they want to celebrate, if you're going to be offended, don't go. And if they want to do it and they want to make ass, I mean, jerks of themselves. You can say um, ass. That's, okay. <laughs> Asses of themselves. That's on them, right? Because you look at them and you say, I mean, there, there has to be that logic factor, right? You look at that and you go, huh. But then, how is, but then how is this gathering or, or celebration or, or however you want to name it, how is that different than Charlottesville? Oh, so Charlottesville, that was bad, right? So I'm not going to, I'm hoping that this would not be on the same level of Charlottesville. I don't think it's the same group, was it? No, it's not the same group, but it's kind okay. of rooted in the okay. same, like, hate, basically, of, of, like, you know, the whole Jews will not replace us kind of conversation. Like, that's how, that's how this reads to me. Okay, and I, I would agree that it, it, I mean, surface, you know, it might read that way. But it, then again, we still don't know. I mean, um, if they want to celebrate, and that, I guess it comes down to, where do we start drawing the line for our communities? If somebody wants to say, I want to do something, and I'm going to go back to, you know, the origination, right? So, Back in conservative era before Pride, and I mean, I think gosh, growing up, um, like in the 80s, 90s, you know, I, I was around San Francisco, so I knew about Pride, and that was, you know, kind of exciting, and it was fun, and it was nice to go see and everything, so that was good, but you kind of grew up around that. But I would say at the early onset, people were afraid of Pride, and they would put it in the same category. So, again, we have two different, diverse polar groups in this country and at some point we've got to try and let everybody speak their truth and if they're speaking their truth incorrectly maybe that's where we can either you kind of look at people when they're talking you go dude really so dave you you went there because so dave let's take a quick break can you hold on with us for just a moment sure okay we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we're gonna have more with dave talking about the straight pride parade and news or lose it's coming up don't go anywhere you're listening to drop the subject drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel q 
drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, we are currently on the phone with Dave, our Trump supporting listener. We, of course, have disagreements with at times, but it's good that we can have these conversations. And I'm just wondering so, your point of view, Dave, is that, you know, why would you deny anybody's right to celebrate who they are? And kind of the point that we were making was that, yes, but this, the, what, what this parade or rally, which is, what some people are calling it, it was about is doing what's right and true, which is heterosexuality, and this is what God wanted, so let's, you know, kind of reclaim our heteronuclear family values and celebrate that. It seems to be sort of hateful towards the LGBTQ community. Uh, Is this, this, I mean, in, in a way, I get your point because you're saying, it should be anybody's right to celebrate who they are, but I mean, who would? How would that differ from white nationalists saying, "Hey, let's have a pride, a, a parade about you know our beliefs about how we love being so white and how we hate all the other races"? I mean, if it's hateful towards another group, does it? Do you still have the right to celebrate? Well, there is that that thing. I mean, historically, white nationalists have been able to you know, have their parades and spew the hate that they have, you know, and I think as you can't protect everybody from everything, we don't live in bubbles. And at some point, you know, like, I mean, I've raised my children to recognize what hate is. My kids would look at that and go, those people are crazy. Why would somebody say that? You know, just because somebody says it doesn't mean it's true. And then you need to engage with them. When you have somebody who's clearly that far off the reservation, is it really worth talking to them about or you just go, hmm, okay, have fun, carry on, and then you move on, right? Just because they're having a parade doesn't mean I have to buy into their narrative. But at the same time, America is founded on this principle of I kind of get to say what I want as long as I do so orderly. You know, it's not, I mean, if they're not out there breaking stuff, they're not out there cursing at people, they're not throwing stuff, they're not ransacking stuff. Is it okay for them in a park to have a little parade walking around the park saying what it is that they feel they need to say? Well, because it might incite violence, because you're spreading hateful speech to other people who then feel validated in that hate. And then other people, even if they are not acting on it in their peaceful parade, other people might act on it because they feel validated in the hateful speech that's being broadcast to their community. Right. And I, so I, I, I would agree that hate speech is one of those things we really kind of want to shy away from. But, you know, I, I just did a cursory review of this and it's like they want to have a, a parade. They want to speak their truth. Um, I would hope that they wouldn't malign other people. If that's what they're going to do, then that's what they're going to do. But again, um, you know, if, if I were a member of an LGBT community or if I was a person that I didn't agree with them, much like I, I don't agree with them, I wouldn't go there. It's going to be in this park this day. You know, I got other places to be. I got other things to do. I'm just not going to buy into their narrative. Let them go burn themselves out, you know, running around having their little thing. Yeah. But, you know, because the minute we start saying, no, you can't, this could backfire, right? Because, you know, maybe the country then becomes conservative and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, no, we don't want people to know about LGBTQ anymore either. We're going to deny that. So where does that line of, of saying, no, we're not going to allow it be? I, and I, I think you need to allow both sides. You have to say, OK, I'm going to let both sides have their say. 
So I'm actually with you on the side of like where the First Amendment falls on this. I think a lot of the times the First Amendment gets invoked in places where it doesn't really belong. Um, I think this is technically a First Amendment issue because they are going to the city to ask for a permit from their city government and they're being denied it. Um, I think that we also have to consider um, where that line is because realistically, um, when when it's up to someone's discretion about what they like and what they don't like, um, when we have rules that are drawn that way, those those rules often tend to disenfranchise black and brown folks, poor people, women, uh, et cetera, and the other marginalized groups. So on that element of it, I can agree with you. I, but I guess for me, the problem that I have with this organization is that it's, it's really rooted and founded in hate and, and uh, wanting to, um, you know, kind of erase uh, LGBTQ people. So Dave, I really appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much. Of course. Have a good day. No problem. Call anytime, Dave. We love you. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll, Love you guys too. You're you're fun to listen to. We will take a quick break when we come back. News it or lose, it's a little bit late, but we've got it. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new channel Q. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. That's right. I don't play tag. Bitch, I've been it. It's time for News It or Lose It. We're going to jump right into these stories. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. First one. Archaeologists unearth sorcerer's treasure trove in Pompeii Dig. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) These are the best and worst states to have a baby. Yes. A man's false teeth got stuck in his throat during a surgery. It was eight days before anyone noticed. Oh, God. Uh, in the sake of time, I'm going to have to lose it. Really? I mean, I want to know. Fine, I'll lose it. I just, I, we have to do it quickly, though. Um. Okay. What did Oprah and John Bon Jovi secretly build in a southern state? It's a house. Lose it. Do you know the story? No. Oh, maybe. <laughs> it might be. I don't know. No, I have to lose it. I can't lose everything. Fine, Allie. It was a whole community of houses oh, that people damn. didn't know that they, it was after Katrina. So, I thought it was house, but it was houses. It was a com- it were communities. Okay, got it for people. Okay, and the dictionary.com word of the day is Donnybrook as one word. Donnybrook. Oh, it's just over the Donnybrook. It's just over the Donnybrook. I'll news that. Thank you All very right. much. What the heck is a Donnybrook? Um, <laughs> why did a man have his false teeth stuck in his throat after a surgery? And uh, the best and worst states to have a baby and a sorcerer's treasure trove. We've got a lot going on here. A lot, yeah. And not a lot of time to do it in, so we, we better don't. go. Here we go. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Uh, oh, excuse me. Wow. Drop the subject. <laughs> Welcome back. Mm-hmm. This is going to be that kind of show, huh? Yeah, it is. Okay. It's, it, we've, we've gone there. We, Even though Let's Go There's next. I was going to say, Let's Go There, coming up at four. We went there first. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is Allie and oh, Jared. Penelope. We have to get into... Actually, we already went there. We already so went there and did all fine. of the... We went there for everything. So, okay. Uh, just do it or lose it. Here we go. <laughs> Drop the Subject presents... News it or lose it. I remember to slay when I was a fetus. When I was before I was born, I was slaying. We watched a clip of Penelope in one of the commercial breaks, and someone was like, "I just found out my ancestors came over in the Mayflower." And Penelope says, uh, "Actually, my relatives came over on the April Flower." So, so it was just like the month before. It was a month earlier. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this story is freaking wild. Um, the first story. 
Archaeologists unearthed sorcerer's treasure trove in Pompeii dig. So the very, <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just have to read it exactly as it is. Arche- yeah. um, archaeologists have discovered what scientists are calling a sorcerer's treasure trove in what was left. A Trevor of- trove. <laughs> Shut up. Treasure. Treasure. <laughs> this is just trove. a dude named Trevor stuff. <laughs> exactly. And uh, what was left of a. Is wooden- it related to Donnie Brook? <laughs> yes, exactly. It's Donnie's cousin Trevor. This is Trevor Brook stuff. Whoa. <laughs> I hate you people. All right, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Now, I'm, now I I don't even want to say it again. Okay, they're calling it a quote sorcerer's Trevor Troge. In <laughs> uh, what was Trevor Troge. A, tre- a treasure a Trevor that you got it. Um, in what was left of a wooden box in the ruins of a house in Pompeii in Italy. It says the fascinating collection of gems, beads, crystals, amulets, scarabs, and miniature figures of people, animals, penises, channel Q, and a skull may have been used in good luck or fertility rituals. In Itali- according to the Italian news service that was reporting on this. Wow, I wonder how old this stuff is. Well, it says the remains of of a really good question there. Almost like we wrote it. It says the remains of 10 victims uh, of the eruption of Mount Vesuvius in 79 AD um, that destroyed the city were also found in the house and scientists are working to determine the relationship. So it could be more than 2,000 years old. That's so interesting because uh, I'm actually reading a book right now called Sapiens. If anybody is interested in like archaeology or human history or the how we came to be humans kind of at the top of the food chain living mm-hmm. on this earth, one of the things it's that's... called Sapiens? It's called Sapiens, okay. yeah. It's really fascinating and uh, and how there were several different human species or homo well homo means man right. and we are homo sapiens but there was also homo neanderthals there was homo erectus there was a bunch of different species of humans and like what if they still lived what mm-hmm. if we were like one of many species but anyway what set us apart and what helped us rise to the top of the food chain was our ability to create things that were possibly not things that we could see. So mm. if you're placing importance on a crystal and you're saying this means this or you know that you have these rituals and you have these spiritual beliefs, that's what set us apart from animals that we were able to not to go beyond the literal and go into the world of the figurative. I love that. Yeah. That's really interesting. It's okay. interesting. So this next story headline from CNN says, a man's false teeth got stuck in his throat during a surgery. It was eight days before anyone noticed. So this one is really wild. It says... You love teeth stories, don't you? Do I? It was it you who presented a, a story with someone who had like 600 teeth in their mouth? Oh, the 576 teeth in the kid's <laughs> jaw or something like that? <laughs> it was 576. I'm I, so I'm sorry, Penelope, that I, I got that wrong. I know it was 500 and something, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, in my mind, it was 576. Okay. It says, a 72-year-old's false teeth got stuck in his throat during surgery and went undisco- weren't discovered for eight days. The man was having surgery to remove a harmless lump in his abdominal wall, but the operating team neglected to take out his dentures before the operation. He returned to the the hospital six days later complaining of blood in his mouth and oh. difficulties breathing and swallowing which had prevented him from eating solid food ultimately more surgery was needed to resolve the problem which was revealed in a case report published um, by the british medical journal on monday um that the, i uh, how oh. do you have dentures stuck in your throat like and what do what do they smell like when they've been in your throat for eight days put that in a candle yankee and how much money do you get ready how much do you get from that lawsuit you know what i mean yes there's gotta be my teeth were lodged in my own throat i don't think you'd be able to live long enough to spend all the money all right well yeah i mean this this guy he's no spring chicken um he's 72 (laughs) years old so yeah yeah i guess a lump in your throat isn't always just from emotion drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel q 
Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. <laughs> Conversations we can't have on the air. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, where were we? Dro- uh, where drop were the we? subject, Allie Jarrett, and middle of news that or lose it. Yes. Uh, did you hear it? Yes. Yes. See, I told you. Um, uh, so, yes, we're in the middle of news that or lose it. Today's dictionary.com word of the day is Donnybrook. A Donnybrook? It's one word. D-O-N-N-Y. Oh, it's one word? Yeah. Oh, my whole theory is now falling apart. Oh, I was going to ask. I'm ready to ask you. Donnybrook is one word. Uh, D-O-N-N-Y-B-R-O-O-K. It is a noun. Any clue what that might mean? Okay, so the first thing I thought of when you said Donnybrook was... You know how Scottish people refer to things that are pretty as bonny? Sure. Where they're like, those bonny hills of Scotland. Mm-hmm. Those but bonny lass. Yeah, I totally So know I that. thought about bonny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's I, that's what I was thinking. So I was thinking a bonny, a, a donny brook would just be like a really strong brook. Like a, or like like a really. A str- you mean brook as in like a, a body of water? Yes. Okay. So, like, an attractive body of water. Or just a horrible hetero couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's actually what it is. This like, is my boyfriend, like, Donnie. Uh, this is my girlfriend, Brooke. <laughs> yeah. this, is my girl, this is my girl, Brooke. We call ourselves Donnie Brooke. You see our post at Donnybrook? Because there's no other good hybrid name, so it's like, all right, Donnybrook. So what Um, does it mean? So, okay, it is a noun. It means an inordinately wild fight or contentious dispute, a brawl or a free-for-all. So Donnybrook's fights. There you go. Um, It gives an example. It says, now the New York Hotel and Restaurant Workers local local is threatening a Donnybrook if it doesn't get a contract at the Portman. (laughs) <laughs> These examples are so bad. Yeah, who is um, writing those? Because so, they should be fired. So actually, this one's a little bit more relevant. It comes from Jeffrey Tubin. Um, he's a CNN political anal- or legal analyst. He says, on Monday, when the panel conducted a hearing about the Mueller report, there was a partisan Donnybrook. Oh, funsies. Mm, All right, I right? like that one. That makes it a little bit more interesting. I'll put that little word in my pocket. All right, so uh, this other one comes from uh, Huffington Post Life. It says, these are the best and worst states to have a baby. Now, what's interesting about this is there was a study that was done, and it, they based it on a lot of different... Um, factors. Baby-related costs, accessibility and quality of health care, baby friendliness, um, family friendliness, but then also things like um, hospital delivery charges, infant mortality rates, and the number oh. of child care centers per capita. Lord. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and guess that California is one of the worst states to have a baby because okay. their education is not the best compared to the other 50 states, and it's one of the most expensive places to live. Okay. And what do you think is the best? Oh, it's probably some flyover state. Okay. It's well, probably like Indiana or something where it's like farm country and happiness. Well, this this study was done by Wallet Hub and it says the best states for parents and their newborns are Vermont, Massachusetts, oh. North Dakota, Rhode Island, and Minnesota. Okay. So I mean I was surprised about probably one of those. Which one? Vermont? Uh, well, Vermont, what was the what was the next one? Vermont, Massachusetts, North Dakota, Rhode Island, Minnesota. See, I guess Rhode Island and Massachusetts. I'm like, really? Okay. But North I feel North Dakota is one of those random states I was telling you about. Yeah. Like that would be the one where it's like, oh, all right. It says the <laughs> lowest rank were Mississippi, Alabama, South Carolina, Louisiana, and Oklahoma. 
Oh. And actually, California is kind of in the middle. Like, it has like a, a scale. So where, it balances out, kind of. Yeah, I guess so. Um, it says that they um, they had all of these different factors. Um, it, the analysis found that Alaska has the lowest share of babies born with a low weight at about 6%, while Mississippi has the highest share at 12%. I Meanwhile, Mississippi has so the, the fattest lowest, babies are in Mississippi? Meanwhile, Mississippi had the lowest average annual cost for early child care at $3,200 compared to um, DC's 15000 $1,515 higher than any of the 50 states. That's oh, crazy. Interesting. So, I mean, what we're learning from this is that Alabama still sucks. <laughs> Why does Alabama suck? Well, because a lot of their laws are really, I mean, the, oh, all yeah. the abortion stuff, that yeah. sucks. And then there's a lot of rednecks there that are have their Bible Belt things well, that, on their plate. That big launch that we have in Birmingham coming up. I oh, guess that's no! <laughs> Alright, well, I actually can back that up with some with another baby-related story, which we're going to get to next. You recall, a while ago, we did a baby name draft of names that we thought uh, were going to be popularized, either by celebrities or just by general trends. And I have the draft in front of me, and I Justin also... Justin found it. For, Justin found it, he tracked it down. And I also have the list of the 50 baby names that are going extinct and one of the names that we chose on our baby name draft is on this list. So it could be bad news for one of the three of us. We'll find out about all that when we get back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. You got a burp for us? No, not this time. Hold on. No, I don't. Drop the subject with Allie and Jarrett and... Jarrett shared with us some of the best and worst states. This was a news it or lose it. Some of the best and worst states to have a kid. And having a kid is something I've been talking about regularly. That's why I thought of that story. Yep. And we also have discussed baby names on occasion. But we've also done a baby name draft on this show. How long ago was that? That was a while ago. Yeah, that was a couple of months ago in April. April or May? No, I think it was March. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, um, I came up on the April flower. <laughs> and uh, this was what we picked for the baby name draft. Again, we picked a girl's name, a boy's name, and a gender neutral name. These are names that we think a celebrity is going to name their baby, or we're going to see some kind of a news article about this name sh- shooting up in popularity. So here are the ones that we picked just to refresh our all of our memories. Allie, that's me. I picked my girl's name as Mabel. I was like, you know what? We're going to go old school. We're going to start going to old names, Mabel. and we're going to go classic. It's going to be Mabel. My boy's name was Benji, and my gender-neutral name was India. Jarrett, your girl name was Aria. Your mm-hmm. boy name was John, and your gender-neutral name was Aspen. A good pick. I like the name Aspen. And Justin, your boy name was Bronson. <laughs> Which is a good good pick. The name of the high school in Clueless, Bronson Alcott High. <laughs> Girl's name was Athena. That. And the gender neutral name, my personal favorite, Bowie. Now, I is have... Bowie gender neutral? I guess I could see a little bit Yeah, Bowie's Bowie. gender neutral. Okay. You can make anything gender neutral now. Bronson is gender neutral too, in my yeah, opinion. I could see that. So, I just hmm. looked at this list of 50 baby names that are going extinct. We do not have time to go through all of these. What, because is, what does it mean for a name to go extinct? So, for example, one of the names on this list is Irma. Okay. It's going extinct because the historical average rank of this name was clocked in at 558. It's now down to 3,079 on the ranking. 
gotcha. on popularity. Okay. So it's falling in popularity. So there were only 52 babies born in the last year with this name oh, as opposed to it's it's down almost 2,000 spots from okay. its regular national average. So Irma, Gladys, mm. Wilbur. Gladys, Gladys. See, okay, so this is what I find interesting about this. I think the the like what causes a name to go extinct is interesting because I think in a lot, on a lot of these it's a it's a famous movie or TV show or a song with mm. that name where I'm like, "Oh, maybe that's why people shy away from it." Mm-hmm. And then of course you have things like Napoleon that are on the list where you're like, "Ooh, that one's Ugh. definitely going to lose popularity or well, like, Adolf." I think I think about um I actually know a guy named Adolf and I remember thinking like that's a difficult name to live with and he's like such a sweet guy um but i remember thinking um like alexa people are going to stop naming their child alexa yeah that's gonna go down i mean if anyone was naming their child siri before they're definitely not going to do that okay wilbur was 46 rosetta was 44 randolph clarice 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 rudolph olga grover Hubert, Carrie. Okay. See that that I mean once I'm, Carrie keep, the movie came out. I keep out, feeling so nervous that when you're gonna say one of our names that is on this oh, list. Oh, it's in the top ten. The top ten that are going extinct. Yep. Okay. I'm gonna continue on. Rhoda, Cliff. That's one of my grandpa's names. Ernest. That's another one that has movie references. You name someone uh-huh. Ernest, you think they're supposed to, you know, walk around with a, go, go to camp, scare stupid, <laughs> uh, wear a green, uh, a gray T-shirt and a jean vest all the time. Uh, Cleveland has gone down apparently because of the Cleveland it, show. Because yeah, of the Cleveland I'm sure show. that's what it is. Or you just don't want to name your kid after like a subpar city. <laughs> Homer? Yikes. That, shout out to our friends in Cleveland, Okay, Ohio. sorry. The only reason is because being from the Bay Area and having the Warriors-Cavaliers oh, yeah. rivalry is, oh, yeah. has made me... Screw also, Cleveland. I had a horrible car experience in Cleveland <laughs> once. Okay, Wilma, Ethel, Delbert, Wanda, Mamie, Bob, Bertha, Phyllis. Get to it! Where's the Catherine, one? Napoleon, Reba. Reba? Bert, oh, Reba. Margie, Thurman... Oh, look at this. I'm at number two. John. Oh, really? John. Oh, no. Went from the historical average rank of 1,495 all the way down to 8,000. There were only 13 babies born with the name John. The change in rank is down 8,400 spots. That's actually really hard to believe because I'm sure there are a lot of Johns that are like John Juniors and John the Thirds. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that it's a family name. So it's it's hard. It to is buy. in my family. I have my grandpa's name. Actually, the the two names on the number two list are John and Carol, and those are my grandparents' names. John and Carol are the number one and two. It's uh the number. But well, they did a girl and a boy name for each sp- slot, so okay. those are both the number two. Really? Slots. So the girl name is Carol, the boy name is John. Interesting. And so and my grandpa did that. His name was John and he named his first son John. So I'm I'm because I put I know use your words, Jarrett. I'm all over the place about this. I chose John and Arya because I know how many people are like really big uh, Game of Thrones fans. And so that makes me wonder, A, if John is going to come back or, you know, because this has been the last year or if people are are naming their child like Stark 
or Snow or uh, Daenerys. Snow. No, not oh, Daenerys. <laughs> Khaleesi. Yeah. Murder. Exactly. A bunch of people getting murdered in the snow. Drogon. Yeah. You know. Well, you better hope then that that's true. You better hope John has a resurgence because if these baby names were trying to raise money for the next debate, I could lose everything. John would be out. <laughs> I could lose everything that I've worked so hard yeah. for. And then fi- <laughs> that you've worked so hard for that we've all forgotten until exactly. now. And then finally, the number one most, uh, go- the, the name that is going extinct the most for boys is Ned. And for girls, it's Sue. Ned and Sue. Isn't that a show? <laughs> what? Isn't Ned and Sue something? I don't think so. Is that not a thing? Was that like an 80s sitcom that never <laughs> lasted past three Ned episodes? And, Ned and Stacy is what it was, I think, was a show. Right? Are you thinking of Mork and Mindy? No. I'm pretty sure there's a Ned and Stacy. <laughs> be, I'm pretty sure that that's a thing. horrible. Yes, it is. Ned and Stacy. No way. It was an American sitcom. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, it ran for uh, seasons. Stacy is definitely one that should be going extinct. I'm just I surprised that Stacey. I don't see Donald on here. I, I'm surprised that Donald's not on the list either. What year is, is this for the last year? Yeah, this is I'm, for the last year. I'm actually really surprised that um, Donald's not on that list. Yeah, and my own wife's name is on here, Catherine. There were several different spellings on there, too. Interesting. Jarrett's not on here. For the record, um, good, number one. Um, Ned and Stacy ran for two seasons. <laughs> Thank you very much. In the much. 80s, huh? It was in... Um, 1995 through 97. Thank you. I stand corrected, Donnie Brooke. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. It's time to call it. Drop the subject is drawing to a close. I know. We're all sad. But you know what? That's why we end with happy endings. That's why. Because there are sad things about this world like shows ending I, every time we play this music I just imagine like an orchestra and like the conductors like, it just see like I a imagine a cartoon princess on a horse oh okay yeah. okay like brushing her hair with a fork like 97 98 yeah. 99 yeah. 100 right oh look at that Donnybrook over there <laughs> Well, you had a story that you wanted to share that was positive. Yes. So I was really excited about this story uh, over the weekend, and obviously I wasn't here yesterday. So uh, this headline says, Simone Biles smashes record, drives fans wild with triple-double during floor exercise. Um, And so on Saturday, she became, she broke this record um, on Saturday at the 2019 U.S. Gymnastics Championship in Kansas City, Missouri. The five-time Olympic medalist made history, becoming the first gymnast to land a double-twisting, double-somersault dismount from the balance beam in a match. D- uh, just, I'm like, Justin, I can't even do a somersault. Uh, no, I can't do any of that. Jeez I love Louise. watching w- women's gymnastics because I'm so amazed at it's what they can crazy. do with their bodies. It's crazy. Do you have the audio of that? Because I think we pulled it. We never got to it yesterday. And what the announcer said after she completed that like like you said, record breaking landing. Yeah, he he had such a backhanded compliment to give her. What was it? I don't know if you heard. Do you have it, Ginger Justin? The, well, he was basically like during during her actual routine. He was saying stuff like, "Yeah, you know, she hasn't really done much of anything that she's happy with in this routine." And I was like, "What are you talking about? She's doing amazing." Yeah. Well, it says she did herself one better on Sunday, becoming the first woman to perfect the triple twist double flip move in her first pass on the floor and. 
and it's my uh, favorite drink at Starbucks. Same, exactly. I just like mine with an extra shot sometimes. <laughs> um, it, it says she had tried the move in preliminaries on Friday and didn't exactly nail it. And after shorting on the triple twist double flip, she told ESPN, "Quote: I still get really frustrated because I know how good I am and how well I can do. So I just want to do the best routine on for the audience and for myself." Well, I'll, I'll have to post this audio because I guess we can't find it. But apparently, because I listened to the whole thing, because I loved watching the entire routine. And then when she landed that, and he was like, "Look at that smile!" And then he was like, "Every that makes everything a little bit more palatable." And I was like, "What? What the hell? A little bit more palatable? She's a world champion. She's a five-time Olympian. Yeah, like, like dude, who on. the hell are you, dude? I mean, probably also an Olympian, but still, shut up. Five-time Olympic medalist, I should say, because yeah. being a five-time Olympian and being a five-time medalist are not the same. They're very different. Yeah. Okay. Here is my happy ending, and you know this is an opportunity to take something that maybe was kind of sad or kind of a little bit of a bummer throughout the show and turning it around and giving it a silver lining, a.k.a. a happy ending. Here's mine. Sure, the name John is going extinct, but here, look on the bright side. Sex workers can now say they're meeting up with a Carl. Oh, God. I, huh? Because John, I see. You get it? Yeah, that was cute. That was good. Okay. I think that made everyone sad. <laughs> What's your happy ending, Jared? Justin Justin came up with one. He says, Washington, D.C. might have the highest cost for child care, but at least now Trump has something else that he can brag over. That's true. Yeah. yeah that's true. Jer- uh, Ginger Justin, did you have a different one? I couldn't think of one, which is weird because we had a treasure troge of stuff to be <laughs> It was a Trevor troge. Trevor troge. <laughs> Oh, look at these troves. Tr- Trevor's untold. Tr- wouldn't you think my collect... That doesn't work. Anyway. Um, I can't wait. <laughs> Any stories of buried Trevor, please, please a, share with us. buried Trevor. I'm sure we have a, tre- a Trevor that's listening and is excited <laughs> to hear his name so much. Yes. We'll have to find out where your name falls on the baby the baby names list. Yeah, Trevor, I don't think it's going anywhere. Yeah, I think it's still around. There's still As long as there are straight white guys in the world, there will be there Trevors. There will be Trevors. <laughs> All right. Thank you for hanging out with us. We have a new live show tomorrow so we will see you then and if you missed anything please download the podcast drop the subject wherever you find your podcast also I shared that meme of Hillary Clinton as the oh, prison guard I put it on our Twitter and our Instagram it's her with the mustache and aviators uh, as the prison guard yeah and if you agree that Hillary Clinton can rock a mustache like no other I would even compare it to Burt Reynolds it was actually pretty good and I kind of hate that I liked it yeah so yeah. like it as well if you agree <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow we'll see you tomorrow on the, ne- on the next drop the subject. Coming up on the next show, Griffin Matthews will be here. He's from Netflix's Dear White People, and he's going to be talking about the new season and how much people are loving him as Deontay. Plus, our weekly gay AMA and fake emotional support animals are on the rise. Like mine. Come here, Peanut. Oh my God! Why would you bring an elephant into the studio? He makes me feel calm and peaceful, don't you, Peanut? Doesn't he look so cute in his little vest? Come on, Peanut, we have to go to the airport. Drop the subject. 12 to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern, on the new Channel Q.